And I'm fucking with the law, but I'm riding in my form. Whole time going to shows, and I know that she going. Pop popping in the level, and I ain't popping in the Billy. Hey, everybody, it's Monday. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. We have 12 comedians that are all here, and they're going to do four minute sets, and they'll be followed by four minutes of commentary by the people in the room. That means you, people in the room, have an important job today, and that's to pay attention to your fellow comedians because. If you don't say anything, then nothing gets said, and then we all just sit around and uh, do a liberal circle jerk afterward because it's San Francisco. All right, it's Joke Workshop. Please remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Put a nice fluffy brioche bun on top, serve the shit in the middle, and some fluffy stuff on the morning. Hey, just remember this, too. Um, these, these people, they're all comedians. You don't have to listen to them, either. You can tell them to fuck off. That's fine. You can take it or leave it. Don't worry. It's totally fine, everybody. All right, your first comedian of the night. Let's see what he brings to the proverbial table, if you will. Oh, before I announce him, I should let you guys know uh, the cool music in between you guys are going to be hearing is from Ace the Rapper, because he sent it to me from uh, Oakland. Anybody who sends me CDs, I'll play them in the fill. I don't give a fuck. Either does your next comedian. Clap your hands widely for Brady Hole. <laughs> Comedy. Um, uh, I feel that women after 30 are similar to milk with an expiration date upon it that's already passed. Sometimes you can still use it, but you might have a bit of a sour experience. You might even vomit. Yeah. I, uh... Wanted to open up, just get them on my side. How about this? I'm trying to lose weight, but I'm at a crossroads with my weight loss because apparently if you want to keep losing weight, you need to exercise. But if you need to exercise, you need to eat more weight. You need to eat more food. And then if you eat more food, you possibly gain more weight. So I'm just telling people I'm trying to gain weight. And uh, in case I start to gain weight... I've already covered my bases. That way, it works. There we okay. We're trying to things out. Trying to things out. You guys, uh, I like prostitutes. What can I say? Okay, let's get let's get deep into it. And when I'm, you know, and uh, I, as we all do, we worry about STDs. But you know, it's part of the game. Just like when you were a kid, you played the game Operation. And I was thinking about this, and it's just training you for when you're an adult later in life, and you're trying to like move your dick in and out of a prostitute without touching the sides, just in case you get zapped. Like, because uh, uh, when you get zapped, that's an STD. That's so worth it. It's like sticking my dick in a light socket. Falls off, cauterizes it. I have a micro penis now. Now. Um. That's <laughs> what the funny people do. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it to keep playing these games. You guys meditate? Anybody meditates? You know, I was thinking about meditation 
And uh, there's some meditation tapes you can you can get out there on the YouTubes. Just listen to somebody giving you some guidance. But what if, you know, a radio DJ decided to give some meditation tapes? Like, all right, we are coming to you live. We are here on the Serenity Surrender. How many people want to get down with their ohms today? On 93.7, the ohm. Ohm. We've got a caller. It looks like we have a daydream coming in. It is. Is it a daydream? Yes. Uh. Uh. I was just wondering what was that turkey club bacon yesterday? If it was regular mustard or if it was deli mustard? All right. Oh, it looks like we're gonna have to do it. Deep dive into the archives of yesterday. Long-term memory. Do you have anything? Oh, it looks like he thought it was horseradish the whole time. Oh, no. Back to the Daily Divine as we thank our callers and let them drift off into the universe. Um, because I'm not sure if I was wearing, wearing my yellow shirt and I might have gotten a stain on it. All right. Brady Hold, everyone. Brady Hold. Comments. Hey, man. Uh, so, I think you're like... I think your premises need a little bit more, like, clarification. You get into stuff, like, really weird really quickly without kind of having a more, like, normal, it's, it's rational like viewpoint. So, I think maybe something like... I've convinced, like, this STD thing with this woman, uh, with a prostitute, you're like, I convinced myself, like, I wouldn't get an STD if I didn't touch the sides of her vagina. Or just give us, like, these kinds of, because you know that that's not true, and that's weird, and it's just, we're already in a weird place, so it's, it's like it's not working yet, it's just that you need to, like, walk us into your fucked up brain in, like, a clear way, and then, and then get there, so, yeah, just acknowledge that's not really, like, that's a weird thing, and you... You, you need to like level with us that that's not a normal thing, but you've convinced yourself that if I don't touch the sides while I'm fucking her, then I won't get an STD. So some sort of like normal thing like that. And I think the meditation, like the radio DJ, again, you already kind of went to this crazy place, but like it could be something like, you know, while I'm meditating, you're trying to, you're, you want to think of nothing, but all I can hear in my head is this like meditation radio DJ. So I just think like little, um, just like little sort of like logical steps where you like imagine like the audience coming from you know we have no context and getting us there I think like yeah. the premises are actually like where you can like guide us in because obviously like you have like a lot of crazy stuff going on in your head but like you need to like take those like little logic steps to, to get us like with you to those I like things it. yeah that's solid I should put those in you have to open with something self-deprecating too because you could have opened with the I like prostitutes although I mean uh, which is great, and there's nothing bad about sex workers, you know, all power to them, and that's great and everything, but if you open with, like, the sour vaginas, we're like, fuck you, dude, you yeah. schlubby little 30-year-old getting up on stage, who the fuck do you think you are? A bunch of women in the room, and we're supposed to be like, he's so funny because he's ripping on women, but if you start with the prostitute, I yelled at Greg Gettle about this years ago, same thing, I was like, don't talk about crusty vagina fur until you talk about your bald, schlubby face, so just, if you want it, keep your audience with you. Uh, and then sticking your dick in a light bulb socket. I think that's kind of too easy. It's a little obvious. I feel like you stick your dick at anything else electrified that's not obvious, that's weirder or more 
like I don't know because then you kind of talked about like what happened to it and that was funny but I was like other things are electrified that you could stick your dick in other than a light socket you know like that are more anyway I was thinking maybe an outlet well but something something that you've already stuck into an outlet and then you're using again or just something electrified like a toaster or just something like something bizarre that isn't so obvious and then this is the last thing this is just a totally technical thing when you're gonna yell into a mic you can't you've got to pull the mic away from your voice I had you down at like one you even popped the mic out at one point like the mic was like I can't take it I can't take this because a microphone's made of magnets and so when you were screaming into the mic it's like reverberating the magnets to such a magnitude that you knocked out the microphone which it came back which is fine but I had you pulled down for that whole set and the easy way to remedy that is just to Take your hand, put yourself away from the microphone. Because it'll still pick it up, but then we don't have to. So no one on the radio had to, do you know what I mean? Anyways, I'm done. Okay. All right, thank you. Oh, wait, there's one more. Isn't there one more person? I just really like the pause after I have a micro dick now. I thought it was very effective. (laughs) Yeah, I was writing that. I was like, say now, because it wasn't before. Thank you. All right, clap wildly for Brady Holes. And I know that you lost on the wood, but faith, what you really want to do. I suppose if our compressor worked better, it wouldn't be such a bad thing. Uh, your next comedian has a show tomorrow night at the Punchline call with Destiny's mom called The Charm Offensive. Uh, get your tickets now, everybody, and clap your hands wildly for David Roth. On my phone, checking on my time, checking on my rolly, can I be like that? You guys, everyone give Pam a round of applause. She, yeah. Five days running an independent festival and then she comes Monday to do Joke Workshop. That's amazing. Kudos to that. Um, I didn't realize microphones were made of magnets. That's exciting. Uh, the one sad thing though, Pam, is that you're, you got a sour ass pussy, girl. Ugh. It's got a, <laughs> gross. That's got to suck, right? I'm 35 and I'm just got facefuls of sour pussies all day. Brady Holt style. Um, <laughs> I've noticed this disturbing trend uh, that if a woman compliments me three times, it means she's breaking up with me. <laughs> it's like, David, you're really sweet and generous and a really good guy. I'm like, bitch, give me back my Sgt. Pepper's album and put down the hummus. Uh, fellas, like once a woman calls you a good guy, just try and take like, a mental snapshot of her boobs because that will be like the last you ever see them uh, <laughs> in high def 3D. There's, I feel like good guy, that's like the one fetish that doesn't exist. There's no like, <laughs> no one's got a good guy fetish. There's no porn where the woman's just like, you're so fucking dependable. Uh, that would work for me though. I would, <laughs> I would enjoy that. Oh man. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if, if a woman calls you a good guy, like, that's, you're not going to get laid after. That just doesn't happen. Like, I know the things a woman says before she has sex with me. It's never like, David, you're a good guy. It's more like, all right. <laughs> uh, the end of relationships are weird for me because the moment a woman stops liking me is the moment we start having a whole lot in common. Uh, aw, too sad. It's too sad. Look at all these frowny faces. But I kind of feel like it's true. She's like, oh my God, you don't like me? I'm like, I don't like me. Like, what is it? Is it the Jewy nose? Is it the asymmetrical nipples, the boundary issues uh, that I'm in my own head? How, shall we discuss this over some Shiraz? Okay, flipping the page. I wish you could be, 
Greg, you're really good at memorizing stuff like instantly, right? Yeah, Greg's really fucking good at this. Uh, I actually like it when women try and change me. Yeah, like, ladies, this is your kosher canvas. Uh, I am not attached to this body and or personality. Like, the reason, the reason I keep, it, uh, keep things like a little doughy down here is because I like to be shaped and molded. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of like oral farting sounds uh, from the crowd, in case our 2,000 listeners couldn't hear that. Um, what else? Yeah, this one girl was like, I'm just looking for someone who knows who they are and what they want. I'm like, I can be that someone who helps you find them. No, uh, Everyone feels so sad for me now. Uh, I'm also like Brady. I'm actually trying to lose a little bit of weight. Um, I've been trying my whole life, basically just one orgasm at a time. I've lost like at least 3,000 teaspoons this year. Okay. Too visual. Too visual. Discomfort at Mutiny Radio. Oh, man. That honking sound. That honking, though. Uh, let's see. This is, I, I had like this experience with a girl. Uh, she like, she was complaining about how her ex uh, sent like flowers to her hotel room. And she was like complaining that he was stalking her. But I don't really, I'm trying to like figure out how that conversation went down. Like, what was she saying to this guy? Like, look, Jeff, like this weekend, I just need you to leave me alone. I'm just going to go where someone like you can't find me at the Sheridan. Um, no, not the one at the airport, the one downtown. No, the one on Sutter Street. Yeah, it rhymes with Clarendon, but with a shh. Uh, just, just leave me alone, okay? I don't need any company in room 509. I just want that to be my personal <laughs> fortress of solitude. I need help on that joke. All right, thanks, guys. I've been David. Now I got a strong one to me. I be like, no, no. David Roth, everyone. Yay. Are, are you going through a breakup? Well, I just got divorced, and then I also got, yeah, I've been broken up with him. <laughs> Great material. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it really is good. It's good stuff for fodder. Like, you know, obviously, like, I only have crappy dates to go on as fodder for material, but that's really good stuff. Thanks, uh, You had said the uh, shaped and molded. Okay, goodbye. Uh, you'd said the shaped and molded joke differently last time, and there was a tag that I thought worked better the first time about how, like, you're like, okay, so what'd you say? You're, like, touching your stomach, you're like, I like to be shaped and molded. Yeah, I like to keep things a little doughy because I like to be shaped and molded. And then you talked about you want a guy who knows exactly what he wants, and this time you said, I'll help you find him, but last time you said, like, I'll, I know exactly what I want, which is whatever you want me to want or something like that. I thought that worked better. Okay. Um, <laughs> the hotel I had a really great jokes. set a week ago, by the way, everyone. <laughs> Tell those jokes. Uh, the hotel room joke, I think, is a funny premise, but I, the setup confuses me. Yeah. Like, why is this girl in a... Why are you talking to a girl in a hotel room? Yeah, there's a lot... I just... There's a lot of backstory that I didn't really have time in a minute, but it's... Why like, does she have to be in a hotel room? She's like, I'm going to a place you can never find me. I'm going to my mom's house. She lives at 5-4 or whatever. Go to specific uh, okay. detail about like a PO box number or like, yeah, apartment number. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. The hotel like, room confused me. Okay, it was a real story about this like sh- this girl that needed like a she had like a staycation and then her like ex sent her maybe say of, staycation early because then you can yeah. tell she's already like a high maintenance kind of person. Yeah, yeah and she's then super... she's like, and then last time I thought you had like, and I hate you're like don't even think about sending lilies or whatever. You, made, you brought the flowers uh, yeah, into like yeah. the note suggest part, which I thought worked out well too. Okay. 
liked it. So you really like that other set? <laughs> 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 no, thank you. This is, I'll listen to that one. <laughs> this, Yeah, I, I was gonna say like add on flowers and don't forget what arrangement I like and my favorite teddy bear thing right. and whatever. Like she could really start like infusing him with ideas on how he could not surprise her. You know? Okay. All right, everybody, clap wildly for David Roth. Oh, moving right along. Uh, we have a new comedian here, so get your notepads out. And pay attention to the hilarious new jokes of Yasmin Khan. I know that you like what you really want to know. I know you won't nerve in a Finally. Um, we'll see how that goes. This goes. I'm really hungry right now, guys. So <laughs> I didn't eat today. <laughs> um, actually, so I was, um, my father's from Pakistan, and, you know, he would raise, he raised all his kids in Southern California, and when we were kids, we get, like, a bug in our soup, and we're like, oh, my God, there's a fly in my soup, and he'd be like, where I come from, that's free protein. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, that was funny for a while, until he, like, basically gambled all of our money away, and I was, found myself in grad school, and not like, oh, I'm so poor, I'm eating ramen, like, I'm so poor I can eat for like $10 a week. So basically like, anything you make with like flour and rice. So basically eating rice one day and I'm eating a piece of, like eating a bowl of rice and I find a maggot in it. And I'm like, your instant thought is like, I'm gonna spit this out. But my real thought was like, I need to eat this. <laughs> um, that's really just a setup for the fact that I was really skinny in grad school. Um, I had lost a lot of weight. It was really nice. I could drop shop at like Forever 21. It's basically like this body, but with like a way tighter waist and just like all the good parts, nice and good. But I could basically wear anything, like 395 t-shirts from Forever 21. They're basically like rectangles that are just like sewed to one another. And you put it on, you look awesome because it's like, it doesn't feel like you matter. Um, but. I recently been doing better in life and I gained a bunch of weight back because <laughs> I'm a hungry girl and I can afford to eat now. So, um, but now I like, I've gained a bunch of weight and I basically have to like go out and buy a bunch of clothes. I, I gained like 22 pounds in the last two months and I found myself like just going out and like buying just shit tons of clothes because you can't wear, like I need like fat couture. Like you can't wear like those little shirts that are just like two rectangles sewed together anymore because like the fat off the, like I didn't even know I had fat on the back of my, like over my bra that just hangs off my back. Like I need like basically t-shirts with boning in them. Like I can't even just wear t-shirts. I need like the structure just to like hold it all in and hold me together. But you know, it's like not the worst problem to have. Um, I had like motivational clothes for a little while that were like, clothes from when I was skinnier like in my closet to like motivate me to like I'm gonna fit in this one day <laughs> I had to like throw them out they're just in the fucking way now <laughs> there's no I'm not going back um the other nice thing about like doing well and doing better now is um I get to like have little nice perks for myself so I've been getting Botox lately my friends are like hey why do you need Botox like you're super young looking um why would you do that and the truth is, um, I work in tech, and it's not like the super intense, like aggressive male dudes that are like grabbing your ass. It's more like these little micro, like little aggressions where it's like, 
when I'm thinking, I kind of have like my fur, my like my eyebrows would like kind of come together and just furrow a little bit, you know. And people would come up to me at work and be like, "Yasmin's really upset. She's like so upset." And so I ended up having to get Botox just to like chill my fucking face out a little bit. <laughs> Um, because it was freaking guys out, they'd be like, oh my God, like, she's so hard to work with, she thinks, and her face gets all, like, really angry. I'm like, okay, so I got fucking Botox, and I'm shit you not, I wish this was a joke. Um, my boss sits down with me, like, a few weeks later, and he's like, you know, there's just something about you lately. You just have, like, this gravitas. I'm like, the fucking Botox, that shit's... (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I go, okay, I got a minute. Shit. So um, I feel like Ivanka Trump and I should <laughs> sit down and have lunch um, because we both have super fucked up delusional narcissistic fathers and um, that put us in really inappropriate situations. Um, so my dad's not like pushing me to be on like Playboy or anything. He's more like calling me up and being like, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Should I kill myself? What do you think? Should I kill myself? And I'm like, I don't know. That's like really inappropriate. I'm your daughter. I'm just spitballing here, but like, do it. <laughs> Fucking do it. Nobody needs you. Just go. And I just feel like Ivanka and I should sit down and have lunch. Just daughter to daughter, change the world. Yasmin Khan, everyone. Comments. Okay, um, I really like the the bug in the soup thing. I feel like you need to set that up a little bit. Um, I feel like you could just start up being like, talk about your dad a little bit and like just be like, my father's voice is what's in my head. Because you talk about how he told you this when you were a kid, and then when you're in grad school, like you were like, I should eat this. So it's like, people will say like, oh my, I hear my mother's voice in my head, but you could be like, I hear my father's voice in my head. Maybe just the setup. Um, I love this idea of being rich enough to be fat. Like, it's, and I think, like, you talk about, like, gaining weight and being overweight, and I, I think it would be funny if you almost tried to flip it and be like, I'm super proud of it, because when I was skinny, I was eating maggots, and now I can afford food, so, like, fuck H&M or something. I don't know. I just think it might be interesting to play with that concept. Um, and then the last one is when people are like, why would you need Botox? You're super young looking. Like, you could just be like, that's because I got Botox. Um, anyway, and I really like when you said she's so hard to work with. She thinks. That was really funny. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you should come up with a name for that little extra layer that, yeah. uh, over there. I mean, there was a guy I knew that Matt Patches, we would call him Fat Patches, which became Fatches. And the Fatches, like you have love handles, and then there's the layer of fat that comes over the love handle. We call that the Fatches. And I think you should come like the what, between your armpit and your bra strap and you know, create some name for it. Hey, I think um, you, it's like a funny idea that you got Botox, so now you would have lost the ability to look angry. And and so I would I would I would think the boss it wasn't your emotions weren't as like clear and specific as I think they could have been about you're like you're a fucking pleasure to work with and you're like no I'm ma-, like. You need to put yourself in situations where you're fucking mad and no one gets it. Like, that's what... You've given yourself a good premise that's interesting, which is, I am a human being with the inability to express anger. So, you've set that up, and now you have to pay that off with uh, with this 
boyfriend or parents or boss and coworkers where you're pissed and people don't realize it because you have this pleasant disposition now. So, you know, you like, it's like you, yeah, but you gave yourself that gift. So like now, you know, use it and play with it. I think that's going to be a fun thing. All right, Yasmin Khan. Your next comedian is one of my favorite dirtbags. Uh, looks like he's he's actually in that weird beard transition from like uh, hipster to Santa, and then I believe it goes from Santa to homeless. Either that, or they put him in their wizard protection program. Put your hands together, everybody, for John Gallagher. Ah, uh, fuck John Gallagher. We'll put him up later. Greg Gettle. Also outside smoking. Uh, cool, that's fine. We'll flip, 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 flip them in later. Uh, you're a nice comedian. I actually don't know her and um, couldn't even tag her on Facebook, so I'm excited to uh, listen to her, her jokes. They're all new to me. Everybody, Annie Bernstein. Catch me on Channel 7. Because everybody know I'm up next. Been and get with it. Channel 7 on the news. Feel the Bernstein, you guys. So if you couldn't tell by my last name, I did have a bat mitzvah. And for my bat mitzvah, my parents gave me a puppy. And when I died, she was... I, I, when she died, I was very upset because it was as if my parents didn't even get me a bat mitzvah present. Um, my mom actually called me recently asking what a golden shower was. And I didn't want to give her the impression that I was an expert because, you know, Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours, I'm still an amateur, but, um, and I also didn't want to come off as, or I also didn't want to give her any sort of usable knowledge, but I did take comfort in the fact knowing that my mom is like a very well hydrated lady. So at least she would be giving crystal showers instead of golden showers. Um, I got a tonsillectomy recently. It was cosmetic. And during the you know two weeks that I was sleeping and just in incredible character building pain, I would say that my biggest takeaway was that sometimes I just need to eat an entire pint of ice cream to realize that I was just thirsty. Does anybody else feel that way? Um, I have been dating a little bit. Mostly the guys who look like Tinder is their only form of exercise. Actually, it's swiping right is their only form of exercise. Um, the, and the only consistent thing in my dating life is that I'm going to download and delete all of the apps every three days. Um, I tried to ghost a guy recently. Has anybody here tried to ghost anyone? Raise your hand. You're an asshole. <laughs> can, can, you, can you also tutor me? Um, so I tried to ghost this guy and... You know, six months later, I texted him being like, I'm just trying to give you a resurrection. Um, I feel like my expectations for love are too high because when my parents first got together, my mom is just, it was unexpected because my mom is super hot and my dad got mistaken for Bernie at a Bernie rally. And, you know, they got together and they fell in love. So much so that my mom willingly got my dad's herpes and if I could only find someone that I was willing to get herpes for, I could only be so lucky. Um, I didn't actually get herpes for my parents, but I do have something that requires a conversation during sex, and that is that 
or actually right before it, not during it. Um, I don't talk during sex at all. Um, I'm a squirter. And I was actually hesitant to talk about squirting in my stand-up because I didn't want to be pigeonholed as like just another squirter comic. Um, and I do know that I have some allies in the audience. This guy, for example, looks like he squirted a couple times in his life. Um, scientists have yet to determine, scientists cloned, have cloned a sheep, but they have yet to determine exactly what the squirting liquid is. Like, is it pee? Is it vodka? I think my personal brand is La Croix. Um, so yeah. I, and because I haven't been able to determine what it is, I'm actually gonna start a 5K that you all can brag to your friends about training for. I'm gonna call it, it's definitely not your run. Um, and I actually did this stand-up in front of my parents maybe a week ago, and I ended by saying, you know, you guys are probably wondering how far I can score, and it's probably from here to where my parents are sitting over there. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thank you, guys. Cut. Hey, everybody. That was Annie Bernstein. Yay. I love puns. I love puns. I don't care who doesn't love them. I love them every time. Every time I love puns. Um, the only thing I would say is just some more concrete, specific details. You've got a lot of like, like talking about La Croix, which is a great detail, but then it's like, why? Some people might not know that that's delicious sparkle water, so it's like, how effervescent is your pussy juice? You know, like, I feel like you can go a little farther with that with some more examples. Yeah, I think you should give the La Croix flavor. Oh, yeah. Like coconut or pamplemousse. <laughs> yeah, pamplemousse is the best. Um, also, uh, this is kind of along the detail line, like on the golden showers thing and your mom, like being a really hydrated person, like I think you can go into detail. There are like levels of hydration and like there are things people say, like if it's clear, have no fear, something like that. So you could like kind of go into detail um, on that. And then I like the premise of downloading and deleting dating apps every three days because everyone does it. Like everyone's like, I'm going to start dating. And then they do it and they're like, this fucking sucks. But then like a month later they do it again. So I feel like you could go further with that because everyone does it. So it's funny. Okay, good job. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. I also <laughs> thought it was LaCroix. Maybe I'm just wrong about that. But um, I, I like the tonsillectomy joke. And um, I felt like there could be more there. Like yeah. you said, you did it cosmetically, but also there's something to be said for just like being able to stay home from work and take painkillers for two weeks. Yeah. So. Hey, good job. Um, yeah, I think you talked about your, I think you should do different shades. You were talking about your mom and like the golden shower and like it was crystal or something. I like this idea of there's like certain levels. <laughs> Find all the variations of, of gold. Like yeah. there's like bronze and auburn and I'm like trying to, uh, canary, there's dandelion, you know, like just, I think it'd be funny if we have all those different ones. I would say like my main feedback is like, it seems like, cause even the tonsillectomy, like I knew it was funny, but you actually, I think for, you actually don't completely, I don't, I don't a hundred percent know why that's funny. Cause it's, I'm think I, in my head it's like, oh, cause there's a dick in your mouth and, but I don't, you, you, but like seriously, I think you bailed on that a little. I think you need to, I think you go like 80% in some of your jokes and you should like overwrite your jokes and then come and then pull it back on where to stop because it seemed like that happened where you, you kind of like to like leave your premises a little quick and I think that's just like a general feedback but I think you also need to give us that concrete, did anyone else feel like not completely, yeah, or like, like you need just a little bit more from really that? Yeah, really mellow, which is fine, like I would say then 
Yeah, I just could have used a little bit. Like you could have just closed the circle a little bit more for me. But I thought I like I knew it's funny, but there's like a little right. bit more I wanted from that. I feel um, like dick in my mouth is too easy. Oh yeah, yeah, but you don't need to say. That's the. <laughs> right. I know the text is what you're saying, which is kind of semantic. But I, but then when we're getting the joke, it's the subtext. So I'm like, I was thinking that, but I'm like, I don't even know if I'm 100 percent sure why this is funny. So right. I think I would just. Um, yeah. Good job. The 10,000 hours thing was real fast, but real fun. <laughs> I just yeah. want to add that yeah. Liz had to tell me what ghosting was right now. Maybe everyone else already knew it. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. She or Mary. Annie Bernstein, everyone. Yay. All right. Moving along. Gave him such a good intro, and now I just don't have the energy for it. Uh, but hey, everybody, it's John Gallagher. I gave you this great intro before about how you were in the wizard protection program with your new beard and blah, 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 but John Gallagher. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'll take it either way. Any intro, I appreciate it. Uh, guys, uh, I uh, got to do a fun show last week. It was a fun variety show over in Oakland. I uh, had a great set. I was feeling good about myself. And then I uh, uh, went up on stage, uh, like I said, had a good time. And then, like, was feeling good, feeling uh, reaffirmed about comedy, all that good stuff. And then the performer after me, like I said, it's a variety show. There's all number of acts and things that go up on stage. Uh, the next performer after me was a 70-year-old man who specializes in making bubbles. <laughs> and, like I said, I thought, I thought I've seen, like, killing, like, on stage... You've not heard, you've never, you've never seen Killing until you've seen adults experiencing a 70-year-old man making custom bubbles and the guttural groans that grown-ups are making watching him make these beautiful works of art, right? He was making, he was putting bubbles within bubbles, making giant bubbles, taking bubbles out of bubbles, making bubbles appear out of everywhere, and you just hear people all around the room go, Ugh! <laughs> Like, fucking overwhelmed. And then so it's like one of those things where you're watching, you're like, oh, I'm watching him create bubbles and seeing my bubble burst at the same time. Isn't that nice? Hey, it's cool. Hey, that's cute, right, huh? <laughs> fucking McSweeney's, baby. Right for that shit. Uh, it's perfect for that fucking lame-ass wordplay joke. Um, I, uh, I'm going to get the hair flagging away. If you can believe it, this is the best set of uh, uh, hair on my, the male side of my family right now. Uh, this is the only hairstyle that's ever won anything. It's pretty cool. Uh, the only time it's ever won. So I'm thinking of, I got to shave, I think, probably eventually. The only thing is I'm worried about is I'm, like I said, roommates with Greg, as you can see, where he's a bald man. And I don't think everybody should be nervous if two bald guys are hanging around with each other. Like, that's never a good thing for anybody. You don't want that. It's a little terrifying. But also, like, I think the other thing is I'm just a little too self-conscious. I, if I shave my head, I feel like I've completed my villain arc, you know, just like... <laughs> The only bald people like that are there's no good bald people I, I can think of right now. Like I can only think of Lex Luthor or fucking that guy on well, I guess Californication, but he was like a fucking coked out perv, you know, it's a fucking it's crazy. Um I uh oh I was thinking about the open carry law. Open carry is a funny law. I like the fact that people just want to carry guns on them all times. I think the only way you can make people realize that the open carry gun law is silly is if you also make the open carry gun law uh, across the board to knives. Make an open knife carry law. Because I don't think there's anything more unsettling than just a man holding a knife. Like at any time, even if he's like going to be a professional whittler, you don't know when he can turn on you. You know what I mean? Like 
He could be into really building carved ships or something, fucking whittling away. And next thing you know, get the wrong end of the business. And he's stabbing you. Scary. I, uh, uh, said I was on the bus the other day. I saw one of my favorite things ever on the bus, which is a drunk children. Uh, it's always exciting. Oh yeah. See drunk kids. See some drunk 12 year olds. He was on the 14. It was an extended 14. So he's pinballing around, hitting everybody around and pissing everybody off. And I'm listening to my headphones. I'm avoiding him. And then he does one of these things where he rips out my headphones. I'm listening to music. And just at the top of his lungs, yells, yo, this motherfucker's watching porn. And now because I'm me on the bus, Everybody thinks I am on the bus watching pornography. And all you can do in that situation is you can't really fight it. So what I did instead is I just looked back at him and I was like, yeah, child porn. And, and apparently, it's saying you're watching child pornography on the bus is apparently how you cool down a situation. Everybody goes back to what they're doing and they leave you alone. And the thing is, I wasn't watching child porn, but I was watching a Milo Yiannopoulos interview. So it's, uh, you know, about three degrees away. He's a man that talks about fucking kids. Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) He does. uh, I promote it. That was a cool Joe Rogan podcast. Isn't that cool? (laughs) That's where they came out. Joe Rogan, um, I don't know. That's like, I listened to that podcast and it's such a fucking, uh, Joe Rogan actually pisses me off. Who likes Joe Rogan in here? Yeah, you fucking shouldn't. It's like, I just, every time I listen to that podcast, I just feel like my gym teacher smoked weed for the first time and he's trying to talk to me. Whoa, it's like, you, if you get high, you feel things. Dude, it's like, just shut the fuck up, dude. I, I, have, a, I have a bachelor's degree. I don't need to listen to this associate, associates idiot. Um, I think that's pretty much it for me, guys. Thank you. John Gallagher, everyone. Funny new jokes. Yay. Comments from yes. This is quick. Um, I would like to know what two bald guys together could mean. Like you just said, like that's not good, and I would like some examples of what it could be. Or maybe like sound effects, like. Well, I tried to. Like they were rubbing our bald heads together. The fuck? Is that what bald guys do? Immediately, what I thought of. Talking about. I wanted to see it play out. Sorry. That's fair. Well, that's I tried to think of things that bald guys would do together. Hate uh, crimes. That's kind of the implication. That's all that. Yeah, that's why I, like, I didn't think it needed drafted to Drafted a tag where it was like, we could be like skinheads or, or villains or monks, and no one's going to look at me and think that I'm real zen. That's true. Man. So I could be like a monk yeah. thing there. I mean, they're, they're hate crimes too, man. I don't know. Monks, do you know, man? Uh, Tibet, uh, Tibetans. Man. I also feel like being bald is like a, a military thing or like oh, a cop for sure. thing. Yeah, it's just like have... violence. So like... like people are gonna look at you and assume the hate crime one. That's what. Yeah, it's just a, you know, it's a joke. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know. You may not say for sure. <laughs> well, you can also say something about like, what else do bald, bald people do? The same thing as everyone else, motherfuckers. They just don't have hair while they're doing it. You know, why, what are you so f- fucking freaking out about? All right, that's true. All right. Thanks, guys. John Gallagher. Wear hats. That's what bald guys do. They wear hats together. Go wear hats together. All right. Your next comedian is the other half that bald pair. Put your hands together for Greg Gettle. And I know that you take and try to send me off and I'm like, where you at? Then I check on my rolly and Hello. Um <laughs> so I remember that joke that you got mad at me for. Yeah. Uh, 
it hurt my feelings when you're like, yeah, you and Brady Holt have something in common now. Uh, <laughs> Pam, Pam, <laughs> it's a bummer. No, I remember the joke because I, I hooked up with this girl and, uh, and it was like dark in my room, and but like she had a lot of a lot of pubic hair. I'm like, it, she had so much pubic hair that you, you could hear it. <laughs> See, I think it still hits. It still hits, right? Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> no, John and I, uh, we do live. We uh, we do live together. We live in a room together. Uh, we live in a room together. We spend a lot of time together, and because uh, we do like comedy and whatever, and we're like the real life Bert and Ernie. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm clearly like Ernie because I'm like, uh, like that's kind of a sweet Segway tank. I'm a Segway tour guide, and I uh, and he's clearly Bert because uh, he's yellow because he has kidney failure. Uh, <laughs> real life, real life Bert and Ernie. Um, no, my dad, my dad called. He he, uh, he lives in Florida as he should, um, <laughs> and he's like, see, like he, he thinks me, me and John are gay because. Uh, we share a room together. I'm like, Dad, I'm not gay. John's gay. Uh, <laughs> just to freak him out. Um, <laughs> no, I was on. I was uh, seeing a girl uh, recently, and we were together for like two or three weeks. And about a week in, we went to a bar because she was like, "You don't take me out." So we went to a bar, and <laughs> and we sit down. And then one of the these guys, this guy comes up that she know, she knows apparently. He's like, "I need to talk to you. It's personal." So they walk to the other end of the bar. Uh, which is fan-fucking-tastic. And, uh, and so while I'm by myself, this very attractive lady comes up to me and she starts, like, hitting on me, which never fucking happens, you know? Like, it was, it was a great feeling. And then my girlfriend, like, comes in and kind of breaks it up, which is, you know, good for her, but, like, I look super cool. Like, <laughs> I look so great in that moment. And the thing is, uh, a week later, I got a call from her and she said, uh, I was like, how was your night? She's like, um, yeah, remember that girl that you were hitting and I was hitting on you at that bar? Um, yeah, I, I, I fucked her. <laughs> Which is a plot twist. Uh, <laughs> and I hung up the phone. I was so, it's like so many emotions were coming over me. And all I could think was, like the number one thing was, I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, what a move. I didn't even know that was an option. You know, it's like, it's like when you're playing cards with someone and you're like, I got a royal flush to the ace. And they're like, yeah, I fucked that girl. <laughs> I mean, you win, but you don't even have any cards. Uh, why are you here at this table? I'm pretty sure that's why men and women aren't allowed to play cards together. Um, because they'll break your heart. Uh, but it just, it's just like if Jackie fucked Marilyn before John. <laughs> like, you know, like he's like, what the... How would you know that was going to happen? You know, it's, I, if that happened, Jackie would have been a much better movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, there's more of that joke. I can't remember it. Um, but that's. But also, yeah, so like, also that guy that was, she was talking to at that bar, that, uh, that was her ex-boyfriend. Uh, that's who she was talking to. That was, they broke up like right before we started dating. And so like, I was like... I don't know if you've ever contemplated fucking a dude to get back at your girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, I, I fucked him to save face, you know? Uh, and then my dad's like, see, that's what happens you move to San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sucking dick. Um, all right, guys, my name's Greg Gettle. Thank you so much. Comments, comments, comments for Greg Gettle. Clapping wildly, yay. You're perfect, yay. Um, I thought that was really funny. I It might have been just me, but I, I kind of lost track somewhere in there of who was fucking who. 
So okay. Yeah. Did anyone else? Yes. All right, cool. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. So I feel like it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right but on. I was trying to keep track and I couldn't. Yeah, cool. There's a lot of fucking with that. It's <laughs> not with me. Um, that's fine. Okay, what? Anything else? On that one, um, yeah, I felt like I felt like the fact that there was a lot of fucking going on, but none, of, but, not, but none of it was with you, was actually funny. So maybe <laughs> that tag I said, joke workshop. Okay, let's do another set. Yeah, it was a. I thought it was a great story, and you always have amazing energy. I guess the card the card thing didn't seem like it hit as well. Yeah, I don't know if that's worked before or just saw a little flat here. Yeah, like, yeah I guess time. you kind of like need to. I'm, I'll, I'll try and think of like an analogy that helps out, but I, I don't have anything offhand. But it seems like yeah, that was like one thing that right on. Like, yeah, figure that out. But I, yeah, it was, it's a really fun story. Cool. Thank you. Wild clapping for Greg Gettle. And go see him tomorrow night and every Tuesday at OMG for the open mic. And it's uh, six o'clock signups, a seven to nine show. If you buy a drink, you get an extra minute or two or something. It's very special. All right, your next comedian. She's becoming a stalwart here at Mutiny Radio on Mondays and Fridays. Clap your hands wildly for Sabrina Miller. That's right, Elizabeth. I'm going to usurp your position. I'm on my way. Watch out. Um, all right. Touche, touche. Um, anyway. Uh, sometimes I get a little nervous uh, during joke workshop. I, I don't know because I don't know why because I, I did Trish and Dan's show. I, I did a nine-minute set to a packed house felt super comfortable, but like So I just want to you know, I just want to relax. I want to loosen up a little bit So I was uh, I was inspired by the one show last night at the comedy festival karaoke and comedy And I want to do my own little version of sweet Caroline just to so I usually don't sing, so don't don't judge me too harshly. It's a little version. I'm transgender. Bum, bum, bum. That's all I got right now. I'm, uh, I, I'm really, it's not a joke. I'm just trying to look, for, I'm looking for an icebreaker for the, the first date. Uh, no, no, okay, maybe the third date. Definitely the third date. I should, I should hold off, though. So we should both get li liquored up and go to a karaoke bar, and then I can break the news. And it's like... It's like, please don't run away, bum, 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 because dating me don't make you gay. You're not gay. You're not gay. You're not gay. God, Jesus. All right. On to the next joke. Um, so I was, I was chatting with a fellow comedian outside the residence, I think, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and we got to talking about how long we've been doing comedy, and then he asked me how old I was, and I was like, guess, and he was like... I don't know, maybe, you know, 25, 27. And I was thinking like, oh, he's actually not trying to get into my panties. That's so cute. And I was like, hun, you're about a decade off. And he was like, really? It's like, you, you, don't look, you don't look that old. I was like, thanks. And it's like, he's like, what's your secret, you know? And I was like, it's not just sunscreen. The key is, first step, be born in the wrong body. That's step number one. And just immerse yourself in this gender dysphoria, this misery for uh, about 30 years. And uh, there's nothing like a daily depression facial to help avoid those unsightly laugh lines and crow's feet. <laughs> Poor woman's facial. 
Yay, lucky me. Fuck you, God. <laughs> God damn it. And, and thank you. It's kind of silver, a lot of silver linings, a lot of fodder for comedy. So. so I'll keep going to that trans well and drain it dry like a California aquifer. If I could remember what else I wrote. Oh, shit. My phone's just about dead. God damn it. Figures. What else did I want to talk about? Oh, right. Um, I was chatting with another comedian. No, 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 no. Actually, no, no. Okay, let me start over. So, a, uh, a male cisgender relative and myself, we got into a conversation. This was like a couple of years back. And, you know, he was like, you know, Sabrina, I'm kind of like, I empathize. You know, I, uh, I've suffered from depression for years. And, like, I can extrapolate, you know, to what it's like to be transgender. And I'm like, no, you did, you, what the fuck? Seri- you, you did not just say that. That's like how like insulting, how presumptuous, how audacious to, and it's like, all right, you know, so you can extrapolate, right? Well, look at my foot here, you know? Um, once you extrapolate what part of your anatomy is on its trajectory right here, I'll give you a little impromptu sex change right there. So that was the gist of the joke. I kind of left out part of it, so. I'm just gonna end there, because I can't remember the rest. All right. My niggas out with shit. Sabrina Miller, everyone. Oh, I just remembered the last bit, damn it. (laughs) Actually, it involved some dude like mansplaining to me what it's like to be transgender, but that's a story for another time, so. All right. I thought the singing part was awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. the, the, like I, I wasn't sure if you were gonna commit to it, and then but then you came back to it. And I thought that was really good. The only like I thought it'd be kind of funny. Like the first time you do it, I'm stranger, and you stop, and you'd be like, oh, because everyone loves that song, you know. Um, okay. uh, yeah, I thought, the, and then the second verse was really good. Okay. I was gonna say starting that song and then stopping it was a little bit like um, musical blue balls, and I <laughs> feel like. There's something that you could work with, maybe. Work with, maybe, okay. Maybe, I don't know. Or like, blue balls Okay. So it looks like you have time to do that other joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I achieved just shy of perfection. Let's just try to get it up to 100%. Let me, let me, can I see if I can find it on my damn phone before this damn thing dies here? I know it's right here somewhere. Where is it? Well, the second part of the joke is I'm pulling two. Aha, so I left off at, uh, I said, you see my raised foot? It's like, why don't you extrapolate what part of your anatomy is on its current trajectory? I believe that's where we left off. So continuing, so recently a fellow comedian and I, um, we got into a discussion about transgendering. That's a new term I just invented. <laughs> It'll catch on like Facebooking. So we're talking about um, you know transgendering, and he uh, he looks at me and he's like, uh, it's like oh so uh, you 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 switch genders, and I'm like no 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 no. It's like it's like hun, gender identity is fixed before you're even born. It's just you're you're expressing, you know your true gender. You're you're living a genuine life. And he's like oh yeah well you're just talking about reshuffling the cards, and I'm I'm like time out. What the fuck? It's like seriously, are you? Are you mansplaining to me what it's like to be transgender right now? Is that what you're doing? Holy shit, just, just when I thought I heard everything. Yeah. 
You know, like if I had three wishes, I know what one of them would be. Uh, make this person transgender for a year. Mm-hmm. Just uh, pull an extreme Andy Warhol on his ass is what I'm talking about. But like, why stop there? You know, if I find a genie, how about the entire alt-right nation? They could trade their Make America Great Again hats for pussy hats. Go to the Women's March. That one, maybe I shouldn't have remembered. Maybe I shouldn't have found that on my phone. Damn it. Um, well, then I'm Sabrina Miller. That's been my time. Back to Pam Benjamin. Sabrina, everyone. All right, your next comedian, another funny lady. You guys are going to love her. Clap, clap, clap for Elizabeth Mansfield. Heard you was a op. Finna get popped. I know she a thought. I don't even fuck with Hey, guys. Um, I'm going to try some like new ideas tonight, so I'm really looking forward to your feedback. So listen up. I'm just kidding. Um, I, I'm going to get like real with you guys for a minute. Um, a few years ago, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. And at the time, I remember thinking, this is the worst thing that's ever going to happen to me. And then yesterday, I went to SoulCycle. <laughs> and... Like, I must be, like, a target. Like, I'm, I think I need to always have a really unhealthy relationship in my life because SoulCycle targets people exactly like me. Like, white girls who have an outsized sense of self-esteem but secretly hate themselves. I'm, like, their perfect demographic. Um, and then they, like, charmed me. Like, they, like, promised me, like, a perfect ass and an amazing body. And then when I actually went, it was just, like, an hour of the worst emotional roller coaster I've ever been on in my life. Like, the instructor, like, she was, like, up on her shrine or perch or whatever. She was literally, like, screaming at us to get our fat asses moving. And then five minutes later, she was in my face being like, you're a beautiful, shining star. And I believed her. I was like, I am a shining star, and I do need to get my fat ass moving, or I'll never be anything in this world. I wanted to work so hard for her. Um... What else is it? Yeah, okay. But so I've been through enough therapy at this point, though, that I recognize abusive tactics when I see them. And that, like, tearing someone down and then bringing them back up is, like, a total, like, textbook abusive tactic. So I'm totally going back. <laughs> like, it, I'm obsessed with Soul Cycle now. I cannot get enough of this place. Um, this is a change of subject. I pee my pants a lot. <laughs> Um, not because I just like get super drunk and pee my pants. I actually, uh, I went to the doctor for it because I've never had kids. I'm not that old, like, but I have the bladder control of a five-year-old. So I went to the doctor and I was like, what is going on here? Like, what is this? And she ran a few tests and she kind of like felt me up a little bit. And she was like, here's the deal. You have excessively tight vagina muscles. <laughs> And my first thought was awesome. <laughs> However, this is why I pee my pants all the time. So the way she explained it was, imagine if you're, you're making a muscle, like the hardest muscle you can make, and then someone asks you to squeeze a ball in between your forearm and your bicep. There's nowhere, you can't, there's nowhere to go because your muscle's already so hard. She's like, that's what your vagina's doing. <laughs> so when it's supposed to be holding the pee in, there's, it can't get tighter, so the pee just comes out. So she gave me, <laughs> she told me that I should go to physical therapy, and they can help, like, it's pelvic physical therapy, and they can help soften out my vagina muscles. 
But the problem is I might not be able to orgasm as easily. I should have said this earlier. Part of having this thing is that I have orgasms really easily and I can have multiple orgasms very easily. So if I go to physical therapy, she said that I probably won't be able to orgasm as easily, which is very confusing because I feel like the physical therapy is going to give me an orgasm. <laughs> That's all I have. I'm Elizabeth. Thanks. Elizabeth Mansfield. Help me. Problems with P. I know. Humble brag. Very. Um, you like you opened up saying like, oh, I was in a emotionally abusive relationship, and like, okay. I don't actually think this, but like, you look like the kind of girl that'd be like, I was in an emotionally abusive, like all of them like, <laughs> claim like they were emotionally abused because they want to feel like victimized or whatever. Okay. Uh, I could totally do that. Like, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship, Ooh, which I know is totally something like, like someone who looks like you would say, or like be self-aware. It's like me and Rihanna. Yeah. 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 Got it. Cool. Thanks. Bye. I, for one, would gladly give up my ability to hold my urine for multiple orgasms. Yeah, I decided not to go to physical therapy, just in case anyone wants to know. I just got really confused, because does pee come out of your vagina? No, but your vaginal muscles are what hold it in. Okay. Maybe I'm the only one who is a little bit hung up on that. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure that's not how pee works. But... It's confusing down there. So, so like know. Kegels? You know how they say like, if you do Kegels, like that, never mind. I'll explain it to you later, yes. Wait, so I did, I did go to that physical therapy, and maybe that's why I'm a squirter. Is that a joke or real? I want to talk to you. Okay. What do you guys do? And also, I, I went to Soul Cycle recently for the first time as well. And We're like salsa stars. <laughs> and the woman said, and you can have this, she was like, okay, 10 seconds, ladies. Get your life together. <gasps> yes, done. And that's Stealing pretty it. much what they're asking for. So you can have that. Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to add with the soul cycle thing, like, so I'm going back because I know I can change them or something like that. Oh, that's funny. Like, I know if I work hard enough, they'll be nice to me. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Oh, I like that. Thank you. You ladies know that you don't don't actually have to work out to be skinny. You just have to eat a lot of spicy food and have diarrhea constantly. I've been doing a soup cleanse for three days. It's like not a big deal. Yeah. I've been shooting liquid for 48 hours. Yeah, it's just a lot of liquid. Uh, I would be interested to know now that you're deciding to keep uh, the peeing issue. Mm. What do you do? Is it is it um is it thin depends? Is it is it period pads that you just wear on the regs and you're just like I just drip all the time? Like how are you going to deal with this? Because you have to have some sort of no. This has been my whole life. This isn't new. So basically, oh. the second I have to pee, I like have to go right then. And sometimes I just wear like wear panty liners just in case. Right, panty. Li- so a panty liner is enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not like a lot. It's see, just but like dribbles. You're you're fucked because see, <laughs> right? Dribbles. Well, and then the problem is once you get to be my age and you're 42, sometimes when I cough, it pee comes out, and there's but nothing I can do a about kid, it. But you've had a kid, right? No. Oh, you haven't? No, you're of course not. No way. I just all right. Sister. I just hang out with children for money. It's confusing because I'm always it's around kids. So confusing. No, that autistic child I hang out with is not mine. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't make the retarded baby. I'm sorry. Um, I just assume. Yeah. No. Obviously. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Elizabeth Mansfield. Yeah. She pees in her pants. I love it. It only happens to me when I'm drunk, but that's fine. Uh, Your next comedian, 
Uh, I just saw his uh, name on Facebook and it has another language next to it and I'm going to try to not murder his last name but I'm sure he's going to murder the stage right now. Clap your hands wildly for Ronan Turvia. Hi guys. It's Ronan Tveria, all right? Thank you. So I'm not from around. I just came from Israel a few months ago. I hope you're going to laugh about my jokes because my jokes basically adopted to Israeli uh, uh, crowd. And if you're not going to laugh, I'm going to go to San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge and maybe I'll jump. So I hope that it will work for, for me, right? So my name is Ronen uh, Tveria. Tveria in Hebrew, it means Tiberius. Have you heard about the city? It's an old city. Used to be a very holy city back in the old times. The saving Jesus used to walk on the water day back there. But now this city is full of unemployed people. Nobody wants to live there. A lot of crime. It's like Oakland for you. <laughs> and that's my last name, which is kind of fucked up. What's your last name, Annie? Bernstein. Bernstein. Imagine, Annie, if your full name was Annie Oakland. <laughs> How can you live with that all your life? in kindergarten, in school, everywhere. You got the point, right? So I'm kind of screwed in that issue. Uh, do you mind talk about superstitions? Sure. You don't mind, right? No. Uh, basically, of course, I'm Jewish and my mom, I'm 39, my mom really wanted me to get married. So one day, she called me six o'clock in the morning, say, hey, Ronan, wake up, we have to go now to the hospital. I said, what happened, mom? You see, David's wife got a new baby. We have to go now to the hospital, take one drop of milk out of her breast before she's breastfeeding and put it on your head. <laughs> it's for good luck, you're gonna get married. <laughs> Come on, mom. I flied all the way to Ukraine to pray for Rachel's graves. It didn't work out. I drank from the Kiddush of the wine of all my Jewish friends. It didn't work out. My rabbi even convinced me to swallow foreskin and it didn't work out. Foreskin tastes like dick. <laughs> you know, what's funny about it? It did work out because I did get married. Yeah, after a year I met this woman. We dated for 49 days and asked her to marry me. A lot of people ask me, hey Ronan, why do you propose so fast? So I told them, she's British, she's beautiful, she's intelligent, I'll do anything for another passport. <laughs> uh, yeah, but after a year we deserve congratulations. I just got a divorce. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm out there again, isn't that crazy? No, a lot of people ask me, why do you get divorced so fast? So I tell them everything was amazing. The sex, the relationship, everything was so awesome. But I'm a comedian. I need new material. <laughs> right? How much can you talk about sex, drugs, urinary incontinence, all that stuff? <laughs> Let's all go day, deep. So I'm out there again. I'm looking for a rebound. Uh, any American citizen here? I just need a green card, Annie. Do you like to go out? <laughs> In your case, I propose faster because it's 40 to 29 days. No, I'm just joking, of course. So my time's up. Shit. You have a minute. Oh, a minute? All right. Uh, what do I want to talk about? Let's talk, let's talk about uh, my life after I got divorced. You know, I had to move apartment, right? And it's kind of fucked up because I had to move. You know, it's, it's, it's hard 
to move apartment after you divorced and everything and I, I, I found this nice roommate, yeah? She was awesome, helped me in the kitchen, cleaning, laundry. My mom, yeah? You know, this joke is amazing. But you're not laughing, I forgive you, you're a little bit tired, my time is up. I have one more minute, can I tell something? I, uh, I uh, took an Uber drive to get here. You know, you drive Uber? Yeah? I'm I'm very friendly guy, okay? I'm very I like to talk to people. And this Uber driver was trying to talk to me with all his life problem. He telling me when he was uh we were starting to open up, he telling me he got married, he got divorced, he was beaten up when he was a kid, he just had a visectomy. For God's sake, I'm paying for this ride. <laughs> you know? If there's anyone who should talk about this problem, it's me, not you. Of course I'm just joking. Didn't have a visectomy. He had gonorrhea, the motherfucker. <laughs> but that's for another time. Oh, uh, okay. Thank you very much, guys. I love you. You're amazing. Proud. Ronan! Tiberia! Meaning Tiberius. Yay. So you stay up there and people uh, give comments and stuff about your very funny set. Now we talk. <laughs> so, um, I think it's funny when you go through all the weird things you do to, like, get married. But like the foreskin and like all that stuff. But you keep saying it didn't work, it didn't work, it didn't work. And then you go, but it did work. And that's just very confusing. So either focus on like all the stuff you did and then it did work or don't talk about getting married. Do you see what I'm saying? When you're like, it didn't work, it didn't work. And then you're like, but it did work. Like it, it just throws us off. Um, I think the reason, the whole like, uh, I found the perfect roommate and then you're like my mom and like no one laughed. I think it was, that was just a phrasing thing because it's a really funny, um, like unexpected twist. So I would just work on the phrasing there. Like maybe you could be like, she's so perfect, blah, blah, blah. It was my mom. Or just say it a little differently because you kind of went, my mom? And I don't think it just clicked. It sounded like a question. It sounded like a question, yeah. It didn't click with us. Um, for some reason when you were talking about your Uber driver and his vasectomy, I just kept thinking, like, can I get some foreskin? <laughs> Since you're dating now. <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe play with that. All right, good job. Sorry. Is, is English your, English is your second language? Yeah. Yeah, so when you tell jokes, do you usually tell them in Israeli, in Hebrew? If it's Israeli, so for Hebrew, for, I mean, yeah, if it's Israeli crowd, I talk in Hebrew. If it's wow. American, I, I speak English. With the, are they the same jokes, but you just have them translated, or are they different? I'll just translate it, adapt them to American uh, mentality, to American vibes, that people will understand. Huh. It's not easy. So the Oakland bit doesn't go over well over yeah, there? Yeah, I, 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 I research about Oakland. I, I, the first minute I got to San Francisco, to the Bay Area, I asked him, what is the most awful city you have here? <laughs> And they told me Oakland. So I said, okay, Oakland. You need to work Let's that go in. for that. That's yeah. funny. Uh, hmm? Work that into your set. That's funny. Really? <laughs> yeah, we all just laughed. Yeah, I know, but, but it's like a part of the joke. So what do you want me to say it again? Like, I don't know. No, make that part of the joke. Oh. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if it works for me <laughs> and you. All right, uh, so that's it, right? Oh, you yeah, want to say wanna, something? I, sure. Uh, when, I got to say, maybe it's just my religious issues, but when you said, like, the rabbi made me eat foreskin, I just thought Catholic Church with that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, I don't know. Maybe it's just. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Clap again for Ronan Deviria. All right, moving right along. Your next comedian. Get your notepads out. Get ready to take your notes for Dan Moskowitz. Finish for your shit. I know. I got my tools. Got got my niggas. Got them in the back, and they come in and they got this. Have room, Dan. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see. Pam really wanted an American Tale joke from last time. So uh, in, the, in the movie, American Tale, uh, there's a family of mice called the Moskowitzes. And they live in a family's house called the Moskowitzes. That's me. Um, but if I found a mouse in my house, I mean, to be honest, it's straight to the gas chamber. <laughs> um, there's a, <laughs> yeah, I found a brand of uh, mouse traps called the Final Solution. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, let's see. I, I, about three years ago, um, I was smoking a whole lot of weed, and it was causing some problems in my marriage. So I went to this Marijuana Anonymous meeting, and I don't know if any of you guys have ever been to one. You look like most of you have. Um, but <laughs> they're, they're basically the best of the anonymous meetings that you can go to, um, because imagine you know when the wheel of vices gets spun when you're born. Um, if you, yours lands on marijuana, that's actually pretty sweet. Um, because, I mean, A, <laughs> Um, a, at least you have like some kind of, you know, vice, you're not a straight edge or whatever, and also B, Slim Jims and ice cream. Um, and sometimes, occasionally, someone from an AA meeting would come to the MA meeting, and uh, when that happens, it's kind of like uh, the biker gang um, breaking in and vomiting all over the Dungeons and Dragons game. Um, but I learned um, through... Uh, a bunch of you know therapy and going to that that my problem is actually uh, a wife that didn't like weed so um, so anyway my ex now um, she texted me a photo the other day of uh, a picture of a snack a wrapper from a snack that I put in my kids lunch and she said uh, don't ever buy this for them again the first ingredient is sugar and the second ingredient is corn syrup and I wrote her back in my defense uh, in my defense, uh, I didn't buy it for them. I stole it from work. And also the third ingredient is love. <laughs> um, let's see. I've been playing some chess with my kids lately. It's really fun to just fucking destroy them. Um, the other day, my or last night, my son was playing with this like first-generation iPhone that I have, and then we went to bed, and at 4.30 in the morning, this alarm goes off, and I reach for my phone. It's not my phone. It's this old iPhone. It's somewhere like hidden in the back of a closet. I have to get up and go get it. And for the first time, it was the closest that I've ever been to feeling like I wanted to drown my kids in the bathtub. Um, and then I got really nostalgic because I realized that He's just too big to drown in the bathtub now. He's really growing up. Um, uh, over the weekend, my daughter was uh, on the couch, and she's, it's really cute sometimes, the things that kids say, um, especially when they're sort of learning the grammar. Um, she was on the couch, and she wanted me to come snuggle with her, and she raised out her arms and said, Daddy, come on me. And I looked at her and said, You're disgusting. 
So if you're ever wondering why women have weird issues with shame and sex, I can tell you firsthand it's because they were born that way. Thanks very much. But I got a bussin' in the field. Yay, Dan Moskowitz. I enjoyed that last joke very much, even though it was, you know, that, that uh, the twist at the end was really funny. That that it wasn't. It's not the daddy issues. It's it's that they were born that way. That's very funny. Um, just so you know, you can still drown them in the bathtub even when they get bigger. Yeah. And maybe maybe it's time to get a pool. <laughs> like you got to step it up. But very funny set. I enjoyed that. And thank you for the mouse joke. I think that was great. And again, really hardcore with the with the Holocaust. People, I've been hearing a lot of Holocaust jokes because I'm like, all right, so the time is now that we, I mean, I guess we're taking it back. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like the Jews are taking back the Holocaust. Right. No, I guess. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, oh, oh, Elizabeth has a thing. Has a comment. So I'm trying to... Same time, and it's just not working. Um, I think that you could use like clearer breaks between jokes. Like you're talking about um, uh, mar- like marijuana anonymous and like that whole thing, and then you go into your wife and the rapper from the kids snack, and it sounds like it's all one joke, but it's really two separate jokes. So I think you need to like close the marijuana one and then like start the rapper one, like just clearer delineations. Um, but they're both really good jokes. All right, everybody, clap wildly for Dan Moskowitz. I hope that tonight when he's at home and he's looking up at the moon, he thinks about nobody else looking up at the moon with him. Because he's, cause he's a lonely old man. Just kidding. I'm, I'm glad you have children. No, it's great. It's great. I'm divorced, too. It's okay. Your next comedian's never even been married. Think about how lonely he is. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Oh, thanks for setting me off on the right foot there with the think how lonely he is. Why don't we dwell on that for a while? Get the crowd on my side a little bit. Uh, yeah, marijuana's anonymous, really? Did you ever suck dick for marijuana? No, right? It's not an addiction. Fuck. So anyway, actually, I'm glad you're here too. I always I wanted to tell you that I'm I'm totally willing to choke you out on a date, right? Wasn't that one of your bits last time about getting choked out by an older man or something like that? Yes, I remember my joke about getting choked. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Thanks. so hey, it's the joke workshop, so I'm I'm gonna work on some stuff here. All right, right now I'm gonna work on stage presence. All right, hold on. feel it? Do you feel my presence? Do you guys feel that? That make an effect? All right, enough stage presence. So uh, this weekend I was kind of busy. I got a, a side job with uh, a, a couple I know to uh, house sit and dog sit and cat sit for their, their nice mansion in the Castro. Yeah, I was living like a rich gay couple for the weekend. It was amazing. Man, those two put the homo in home ownership. It's boom. Yeah, they had it all done up recently, you know, the place all dolled up, and it's just like, man, wait if, you know, talk about lonely, man, now I gotta go back to my regular shitty life as a straight bachelor in fucking horrible rent San Francisco. I mean, these guys have like an espresso machine, 
you know? You get to whip it right up. They had like four different kinds of ice cream, so I would, you know, throw a dollop of ice cream in my espresso every morning. It was amazing. And now I'm back to fucking sifting grinds through a fucking paper towel in a cone into a jar. I don't even have cups. It's fucking, man. And the shower they have, like I got a nice shower, good water pressure, all the important things. But they have one of these fucking Amazon rainforest luxury items that just just ooze. Did you ever had that like uh, 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 copper conic fingered thing that like massages your head? It's like taking a shower in that thing. Like it's just like you're just standing there. It doesn't matter how hot. I mean, I'm pretty brief on a shower, but there I am just like there thinking about my life and what I'm gonna do next and just day. Like I will be in there like for 25 minutes after I'm done showering because it's just so pleasurable. It's just like, man. They even had this like the modern toilet with like the warmed seat. You know, now I'm back to icicles in the morning. It's fucking horrible. I, I'm starting to regret that weekend of luxury. It's like too good for me. I can't go back to my regular life as a schlub. It's just it's terrible. Oh, I see the horn. Because I really, I really timed this story about my weekend nearly perfectly. Yeah, what else went right about this weekend? Yeah, I had this really amazing yoga class. It's just like hot yoga that I go to. It's not just for the chicks, but they're an added bonus. I like the yoga class there. I'm there for the yoga. And that gets in the way of my staring sometimes, but you just have to compromise with it. But it's not all me staring. I take my shirt off. A little payback for the ladies, right? But I got to say... Uh, they say yoga used to be done by men like exclusively in India and I think that's fucking bullshit because like half of those poses honestly who here does yoga gentlemen anybody what the fuck do you do with your fucking downward wrapping cock in some of those poses that they give you like do you do the goat or you do like a, a lift and separate or is there some sort of divide and conquer method or you just hold the pain in the palm of your hand without judgment I mean what's the deal what do you <laughs> What do you do? What do you do? All right, thank you. Matthew Quirk! Getting quirky with it here on the Joke Workshop comments. Uh, yeah, I just had one. I thought uh, that whole bit about, yeah, because you said they were gay, right? You're sitting in their house? Yeah. There's a gay couple gay that couple, you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Did I not mention that early enough or something? No, no, no. I just want to make sure because I, I just didn't know if I, I didn't remember catching that, uh, but I just was, I liked the whole bit. Yeah, yeah, no, like, no, yeah, that's <laughs> why. I, him, yeah, yeah. I knew they were gay. I, I just didn't, yeah. I didn't really, I just can't remember hearing it. It was me not paying attention. That's my fault. But I thought, I loved that bit. And I just thought maybe, uh, I don't know, the thing I just thought of was like, because you're talking about how comfortable you were, and I thought it'd be kind of funny if you're like, you know, I thought I was comfortable with my own sexuality. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, now I realize I'd actually be more comfortable maybe. Yeah, I might be more comfortable in this life. Oh, literally. I get it. Literally more comfortable if you're gay. That's yeah. really funny. Yeah. Uh, no, it is. It actually is. I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of affect right now. Um, you got into really great details. They were all awesome. You did the food to start with um, and then went with really concrete specifically with the how you make your coffee at home. That was awesome in the whole shower thing. Um, I But I kind of wanted you to maybe masturbate in the shower maybe or be like I don't usually masturbate in the shower because I just I take quick showers but man in this one with the rainforest I just like how that might I don't I don't know I just like a visual. 
but you, there you know, can be some gay thing like you're yeah. feeling so good yeah. in this gay house that you're like yeah maybe you start thinking about some gay shit in the shower or whatever yeah. like because it's tug one tug yeah. one out while you're looking at their yeah. whatever their their the double handled shower handle right <laughs> Right, there's like a weird shower attachment that you're like. Well, I wanted to keep it real, and I didn't actually masturbate in the case. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's fair enough. Yeah. This good set, though. Thank you. Um, the thing that made me laugh the hardest was when you said like hold your balls without judgment, because like that's the whole, a yoga phrase. It's a yoga yeah. phrase. So what I was thinking, you go through all these like poses that have to do with the dick, which wasn't quite as funny as that. So maybe with each pose, you could add a yoga phrase to it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I don't have examples for you, but yeah. I know you can do it. Thank you. <laughs> Great job. Thank you. Thanks for the confidence. All right, Matthew Quirk. With the shit can't come. All right, we have two comics left, and we're not doing comments. We're just going to listen to their sets and clap wildly right now for Travis Thielen. Like, nigga, get dismissed. <laughs> Running on my block, been a get dropped. All right, thank you. Damn. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm still workshopping. So if you guys have anything, you know, you can talk to me after the show. We'll get to Pam out of here. But uh, yeah, feel free to comment, like, comment, subscribe. After. Uh, I noticed there's a, a lot of like most uh, personal virtual assistants on like the phone, you know, Siri and all that stuff. Um, they're all named after female. They're all they all have female names like Siri, Cortana. Uh, you know, all, every one of them, uh, which I don't think is, se- a lot of people are saying that that's sexist. I don't think that's sexist. I think, uh, the only thing I think would be maybe sexist is that they, IBM made one. And it's like supposed to be the smartest AI, uh, and it's, they named it Watson and it's like competed on Jeopardy, you know, like Siri would never last on Jeopardy, but like Watson can do it. Uh, and I just feel like maybe that's sexist. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, another thing is, uh, I was at, so I bartended and I, I was talking to this couple that came in, they're like dressed up like it was the fucking 1920s. And I was like, what are you guys doing? And they're talking about going to a speakeasy bar after this. And, uh, which is weird. Cause I don't know if you guys have been to one or know what one is, but there's like these speakeasy bars that are all themed like during the prohibition era, which is very odd to me. Cause I'm like, well, it's legal now. Like, why do we need to pretend? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not, I don't like weed is legal now like I'm not I don't want to go like smoke in my parents basement you know what I mean like I don't have have no need to pretend like it's illegal um (laughs) tv shows tv shows uh there's some good there's a lot of good shows now actually um it's just weird that every like you know there's like little things that'll pull you out of a show um, like, I don't know if you guys have seen Black Mirror and it's like, it's based in the future, uh, and everything's very futuristic, but they're, they don't even use electric toothbrushes. That bugs the shit out of me. I don't know if that's anyone else or like Westworld. Westworld is like the futuristic, you know, Wild West, um, you know, vacation, whatever spot. And, uh, yet, you know, I don't know, no one's doing cocaine or like there's no dysentery or anything. Like, I don't know there's anything I learned from, uh. What was that fucking game? Wagon? I don't know. Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. There you go. There's something there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, news articles always use puns. Do you guys notice this? Any article you read, it's like there's tons of puns in it. And it, that is so funny to me because it's like, 
it, like it was a rough day at the animal shelter. They had to put down three hundred dogs or whatever. And it's like it's always like it's it's just so weird that it's like a it's like a rule. Like every I'm telling you from now on, just any article you read, just watch for the puns. And it's like it's a weird it's like a rule of journalism. I don't even know when this started or why that is, but it yeah. I just noticed that or not. Basically just ranting up here. Thank you. Oh, here's actually the one I really want some feedback on. Anyway, uh, so I like whiskey. Uh, I like to drink Jameson. They started back in like the 1700s and they, I, them as well as like a lot of alcohol companies, they advertise uh, and they always put that as like a selling point of like, we do things exactly as we did them on day one. 300 years ago and for me it just kind of like worries me because I'm like we were using asbestos and insulation like 60 years ago like you know what I mean like do you think they have like child labor in the factory you know like uh you know like we still have segregated water fountains at our facility like I don't want to drink your whiskey <laughs> like that's horrible uh anyways that is probably my time thank you guys Yay, Travis Thielen. I, I have a few, stay up there. I, I actually have a, just a tiny um, comments. Um, the, the one about the bar that was funny about the prohibition and you can even go more in depth like how they all have stupid mustaches and they all wear their stupid same outfit with the suspenders or whatever. But um, a better bar would actually be my mom's basement. That would be like a funny bar because it's the prohibition that we understand because that's when we were little. Like we don't understand 1920s prohibition so I don't know why we're being all steampunk about it and trying to dress up and go to these stupid places with a, with the stupid little password and you're oh like. God, yeah. Like you'd be like oh I fucking have where you have to like steal the liquor out of the cabinet and like fill it right exactly <laughs> exactly it's mom's basement where you've got to like trick the bartender into stealing it somewhere else and it's it's like has shag carpeting and you know weird shit like that like there's a there's hidden playboys in the bathroom or something like there's there's just it's mom's basement because that's a prohibition we understand and then something i just noticed in general about your jokes especially when you went into tv and news it's just a thing you want to think about when you're doing your writing it's like have people connect to you. When you start talking about TV, you're asking the audience to connect with something that's outside of both of you. So you're like, it's like a triangle. It's like you're using some sort of crutch to like connect with them. So instead of saying, hey, connect with me, this is what I think this is me, you're saying, here's this thing out here that we can both think about. And you did that both with the TV and the news. And I would say, just try to, instead of trying to get people to relate to you from some something outside, try to bring it into yourself does that make sense like uh like i kind of give an example like how i relate to the subject you'd say like geez i really love tv uh but have it be more about you and how you interpret it as opposed to like this third party outside thing that you're trying to connect with the audience on yeah okay that's it's just a different way of writing where um, Steve Poggi told me once that the, the whole, you're just trying to get the audience, the, the material is just a conduit for the audience to know your personality and to like you and what you say up on stage. Yeah. So just try to, try to bring it back to yourself. Okay. Thank you. Any other comments? Uh, yeah, I, I would dig deeper into that too. And what was that first thing you, you the first bit you did? I was, I was laughing through the second bit with your first, your uh, first joke. Uh, the fr- <laughs> let me see. I don't know. I've ever written down. Uh, I think you started with the prohibition stuff. No, the virtual assistant. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you could. Th- I think there's a lot of stuff in there. How that's like that's like pre- you know, sexist from the get go. Like they just the, or the design was different, and they they would never even think to make the you know the female one just answers questions. Oh, know, a Siri takes, joke, right, right, right. Just a service, Siri and you know. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff you can you can uh, you can really get into with that. And look into some stuff they used to have in the West. Like they would have like uh, uh, wood alcohol, and when you'd go blind, you know, they would have, <laughs> you know, like. right. All right, yeah, no, that's awesome. All right, everybody, Travis Thielen. Uh, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Mike, go ahead. Okay, uh, I was just gonna say the Watson Siri thing is really funny. What I would go with is the fact that you can ask Siri a bunch of questions and she never seems to get the shit right, whereas Watson's been on Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. So you can just use the different examples of like, hey, Siri, can we do this, this, this? And she's like, did you mean this, this, this? Like, no, I didn't mean that, lady. You know what I mean? Totally. No, I, I, I totally get it. Actually, it's funny. I, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I that, just, that'd be a good example, I think. Thank you, yeah. Yay, Travis Thielen. Our last community of the night. Thanks for hanging in there, everybody. Put your hands together for Mike Gillerman. Uh, thank you, Pam. It's my first time here. It's my first time seeing you as an oracle. This is kind of cool, honestly. I didn't know she was an oracle. Uh, it's cool. So, uh, two people. Hey, how are you? Uh, hey! I've heard it's very supportive, and so far it seems to be. Uh, i answer your first question. Six foot six. That's how tall I am. And a lot of women complain about, uh, a lot of women like, like tall guys, right? But their reasons don't make any sense at all. I have one friend, she's like, she won't date under six two, but then she complains about how there are no good men. And I'm like, maybe because you treat getting a boyfriend like the Batman ride at Six Flags. All right, like, I'm sorry, but if you have a height requirement, I assume your vagina has a safety bar. That's how I feel about it, honestly. And the reason's just, they don't make any sense. I asked her why, and she's like, well, I can't wear heels with a short guy. But meanwhile, every time we leave a bar, she's holding her heels, complaining about, oh, yeah, my feet hurt, I hate these things. What the fuck? Stop dating people you have to do that with. Doesn't make any sense. And look, I get it, ladies. You look good in heels. You have a nice butt. You have nice legs. Uh, Guess what? I look great in a suit. I'm not going to only date guys I have to wear a suit with. I'm not going to have to. I don't want to look like I'm on a job interview every time we're picking out strawberries at a Whole Foods. Sorry. I'm like, yeah, this tie makes me look great, but I want to hang you with it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Fucking get away from me. And that's the thing is I'm a gay dude. I don't care. I couldn't give a shit less about any of this, guys. Uh, But I'm just really tired of short guys complaining about how they can't get women. Shut up. I'm done. I'm done with it. My friend Zach was like, man, I wish I was 6'6". No girl wants a guy who's 5'8". I was like, really? Uh, Tell that to your wife. (laughs) Yeah, he's married to a beautiful woman. At the time, I was painfully single. So it felt like he was saying, look what I got, and I'm half your size. Yeah, it felt condescending. So let me tell you something, fellas. If women won't get with you because you're too short, guess what? I will. Let's see how desperate you really are. Um, yeah, I have a boyfriend now, which is cool. But I, I don't know. I used to be really jealous. I used to be so jealous of my friends in long-term relationships. Because you know when someone's in love. Like, oh, my God, this is my boyfriend, and this is my girlfriend. And I always felt like, really? You? Like, you're cheating on her. She's cheating on you. You're fucking awful people. I know we're friends, but you're terrible people. I'm still single? It felt like watching a homeless guy eat lobster. 
I was jealous, but you know what I realized, Pam? You can't be jealous. You can't be, because you know what? Yes, that's lobster from Golden Corral. They're not eating the good shit. They settled for less. Like, yeah, I could have a boyfriend, uh, but I don't put any meal in my mouth. Sorry. My boyfriend right now is Olive Garden. I don't go McDonald's. I go Olive Garden, guys. That's my point. Uh, <laughs> he does not like the fact that I compare him to Olive Garden. Uh, but, hey, he can listen to this on the podcast and see what he thinks. Um, I like my boyfriend. He's just not my type physically. Like, physically. Like, I like bros. I like West Coast bros. That's my type. Oh, my God, man. West Coast bros. And you know what I'm talking about, man. Like, like muscly, just big, stupid, macho. The kind of guy you meet and you're not surprised his favorite movie is Expendables 2. Like, that kind of guy. That's my type of guy. And my boyfriend is the opposite. He's, he, he, has th- uh, he owns 30 pairs of shoes. He's always asking me if he looks okay. He can't leave anywhere without checking his hair seven times. It's like I'm dating a girl with a bigger dick than mine. That's what it fucking feels like, guys, honestly. You can let it out, Travis. It's a good joke. You can let that one out. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's cool. I, uh, I've never dated my type. That's the thing I can tell you. Never dated my type. The guy before him was thin. He wore jorts. He listened to Regina Spector. He wanted to start composting in his apartment. He wouldn't drink uh, tap water, so he gave me a jug to go to a machine and fill it with filtered water. His toothpaste was pomegranate. I spent more time with him at Trader Joe's than I did inside him. Do you hear what I'm saying, guys? I was dating gentrification. That's what I was doing. I was literally ready to start sneaking whey protein powder in his gluten-free cupcakes and switching the lube for Axe body spray. I was over it. I was fucking over it, man. Last thing I'll say about it, Pam, is uh, he was vegan, and that was horrible. Didn't like the fact that he was vegan. Because he told me, he's like, look, I won't eat beef, because I can kill a chicken with my bare hands, but not a cow. And I was like, dude, you weigh 137 negative pounds. That chicken will fuck you up. Are you honestly telling me that? Dude, like, you have a little boy's chest. Every time I lick your nipples, I feel like a sex offender. This is not okay. You can't kill a fucking chicken. There's more to that joke. I don't feel like I have time, but thank you guys very much. Bye. Mike Gillerman, everyone. That's the end of Joke Workshop for today. Thank you guys for sticking around. We'll be back next Monday. We'll also be here, we as in me, uh, Wednesday at noon for the AltaCast and some call me Tim at 2 o'clock. Then on Thursday, Friday from 6 to 8 is the happy hour. And then following that is Pimp Tass's Comedy Clubhouse. It's the All Pisces Show. And then coming up this Saturday from 8 to 10 is 21 Plus Next. We've got a soccer mom all the way from Walnut Creek. She's going to speed date through 21 Plus Comics. They're going to speed date first, and then when she's bored, she's going to say next. And if she likes him after two minutes of speed dating, she's going to say, yeah, you could do some material. And if they're a material, she finds it boring, she's going to go next. We actually have two girls that are going to try to make her switch motherfucking teams. So uh, come this Saturday for this amazing show. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think Matthew Quirk's on it. It's, there's 21 comics. The thing is that even if there's no audience people, there's still going to be 21 people in the room because of the comics. So thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you next I know she love me, and she tell me that And I tell her, nah, nah, what you really wanna know And she know I got a car, and she know I got a Lambo And I'm riding them up for it, and I guess it's Billy, then I go Hopping on the E-Way If you're like me, you're probably wondering 
Should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m.s at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. Cool. 
So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question. Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside you can find counter offer and my offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable. Alex, Ed, can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com This is Tussle Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Do you need? 
an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. 
We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato. Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs... 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. It's not business. It's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com